Army brass say they're going to meet their recruitment goals for 2019, but just barely. Military spouses in all military branches will have some help when it comes to employment. And the Coast Guard is overhauling its personnel system for officers. Those three news items you'll find in Scott Mossioni's DOD personnel notebook. And Scott joins me now with some details. And Scott, let's start with the Army. How do they say they're going to meet the recruitment goals because they missed last year, correct? That's right. Yes, they did meet miss last year. This year, uh, what really helps is if you make that number a lot lower than it was the year before. So That's one way to do it, yeah. <laughs> this year, it's uh, 68,000, and they think they're going to meet that. That's according to Dan Daly, who's in the top enlisted officer or enlisted uh, personnel in the, the Army, and then also— The sergeant major. That's right, and also— uh, um, Undersecretary McCarthy, Ryan McCarthy, and he's now acting uh, secretary or performing the duties of secretary now that Mark Esper is the acting DOD uh, def- uh, defense secretary. So yeah, figure that one out. Well, you know. Yeah, a lot of chairs moving around there. So they think they're going to meet this goal of 68,000. But, you know, obviously there's a lot of issues that they're dealing with. One of those is just the unemployment rate is low and uh, the the Army is having trouble reaching out when there's a ton of other great jobs for people to go to. Another issue is that people just aren't as eligible to be in the military uh, as they were. You know, between one quarter and one third of people are only uh, able to join the military due to, you know, criminal records, drugs, uh, you know, uh, weight restrictions, things like that. Yeah. So are they changing their recruitment techniques in any way? Are they going to new sources or trying different ways to entice people in? Yeah. They're, so one of the big things that they did this year, which I found really interesting, is they're reaching out to 22 new cities. And Frank Muth, who's the in, general in charge of the Army's uh, recruitment type uh, goals, he uh, picked these cities out because they were originally not areas that were uh, where the army gets its people. Now, you, you know, the army gets a lot of its people. Its stronghold is in the south and the Midwest. Well, he wanted to pick places like Seattle, Boston, uh, you know, places where you I was going to say expect. Darien, Connecticut, <laughs> Cambridge, Massachusetts, right. <laughs> Palo Alto, California. And they're doing these really big pushes there. And it seems to be, you know, at least helping out at this. But, you know, what, what they also want to do is kind of build in uh, a new kind of generation of army people you know, a lot of people it's a, a family uh, generational type thing you know your father did it you know sure. his, and and that kind of thing so in boston they're hoping to find maybe some smart young kids that want to you know serve their country and also you know uh, do something new and uh, this is a new way of getting that kind of uh, uh, fresh blood in there. Another way, thing that they're doing is— And I know for a fact that you can get unlikely young men to join and succeed in the Army, not from personal experience, but from experience of people I know well. And, right. And knew the kids that have gone on to become Rangers. Yeah, exactly. And, and another thing they're doing is trying to reach out to this Generation Z, which is the generation below me. It's 1995 and, and uh, later— and this generation is is different than the others. They want to to have a, a sense of community. They want things to be personalized. So what they're the army is doing is going to these esports uh, arenas where they're playing video games and doing video games. The Fortnite sports. crowd. Yeah, exactly. And they're they're going and, and talking to them. Uh, another thing that they're doing Fortnite at Fortnite. Yeah, no, it's seriously. I mean that that's one of the you know what better way to kind of show them that they want to um, you know this is some kind of cool thing that they can do, but then to show them through video games. Uh, the, the Air Force has also done something similar like this, and they have this game you can play online, and then they take those skills and they say, well, you could be a really good pilot or you could be a really good maintainer or something like that. 
So that's that's one of the the, uh, the ways that they're doing that. I did want to just mention that that in 2019, the Army wanted to increase its in strength by 7,500. Uh, that clearly is not going to happen. They've changed those goals down to increase about 2,000 a year on the in strength uh, style. And what they uh, were are planning on, on hopefully doing is getting up to 500,000. That's their plan. Uh, but you know, getting there is active going duty. To be active duty, right? That's going to be a lot slower than than expected. In 2018, their goal was to recruit a total of 80,000 people. They dropped that down to uh, 70, 76,500, and then missed that goal by 6,500. They only got to 70,000 last year. Wow! So it's almost like they're reaching an absolute constant of what they can get out of the right. population and the economy yeah. every year. So it's it's harder to grow the force, and you also have to remember not only is the private sector uh, grabbing talent competitive, right? But there's also the Navy that's growing, the Air Force that's growing, Marines are staying the same. So uh, there's a lot of competition out there. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni, and let's switch topics here. Military spouses have some help when it comes to their employment. What can they look forward to? Right. Uh, so military spouses, all of the military branches have now uh, added a new provision within their policy that military spouses can get, after a permanent change of station, can get $500 or less, so up to $500 for uh, recertification, for uh, licensures, that kind of stuff, for occupation. This has been a huge issue lately because military spouses are part of the military family now, and and the military realizes that if you want to take care of the the service member, you need to take care of their family as well. And doing this, uh, you know, the, the military spouse unemployment rate at this point is fairly high. It's much higher. It's in, it's actually in the twenty five percent range, and that's just completely unacceptable for a lot of families. You know, the military doesn't pay an, a competitive rate to uh, keep uh, just have a one single income household. And also, spouses don't want to stay at home. They want to go out and and have a life and do things and not sit at home. So this is something that's been very important to the military at this point. Now, during the Obama administration, I think it was Michelle Obama that spearheaded an effort to try to get states to recognize certifications from other states, like real estate licenses or manicurist or barber, whatever it might be. It seems like if you got the certification in one place, it ought to be good enough in Louisiana as it was in Texas. Yeah. What happened with that effort? It's still ongoing. There's a lot of patchwork that they're dealing with when it comes to reciprocity. Some states do it, some don't. Uh, and so it's just been a, a whole thing that they've been dealing with with Congress as well. And Congress is trying to solidify some of these things. So this $500 uh, reimbursement, that's actually going in the NDAA so that you know in the future, the military services can't change their mind on that. So if you have to, to pay for that new license, you'll have the money to pay for the new license in the new state. Exactly. All right. And Coast Guard officers, they're changing the system there. Tell us more. Right. Well, this is a lot of things that the Defense Department's already done. And there's this sort of law that 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 exists that is parity between the Coast Guard and what happens in the Defense Department. And the Coast Guard's getting a lot of what the Defense Department got last year. That includes uh, officers being able to opt out of promotion boards. And that sounds a little weird at first, but it allows officers to go on more enrichment type uh, tours on things that may keep them from doing requirements that you would assume would get you to the next uh, level in your rank, the, you know, checking the boxes on certain things. But they're actually really helpful for the Coast Guard and for innovation, things like that. So if you're going to go spend a year with Google, obviously you're not going to meet the, you know, whatever Coast Guard uh, requirement you need. But 
that's going to be really helpful for for Coast Guard when you come back. So you trade enrichment and really interesting duty for maybe that next stripe next year. Right. And then you just you just defer to the next year and or the next time and the promotion board comes up and that's uh, a way to keep them from getting separated and and pushed out of the, the military when it's someone that they actually want to keep in. Federal News Network Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. You can read details and much more about all of these topics at his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.